Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This worked the first time we met. We are having a stealth argument. What the hell do you think you guys are doing? They got cabin downstairs. I did not use a skull this time. Of course, I'm joking, I'm joking. Just go, they're already taken. Look in the window right beside you. Honey, I swear, I swear, it's normally not like this. Oh, good job. You ready for this, orc splitter? There's always a sound effect, Alex. God damn it. We didn't need a noise! Look, a distraction! We'll discuss this later. You're greeted by something that may... Horrify? Delight and surprise you. Disappoint. Arouse? Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is Season 2, Episode 16, Break the Spell. MVP this week is Joel Cormode, who sent us a very lovely email. Joel was midway through Episode 115 when they wrote us to say how much they've been enjoying the show. Guess you'll be hearing your name pretty soon, buddy. Thanks, Joel. Thanks so much for listening. Shadows at the Door is a podcast that draws on the haunted landscapes of classic folk horror. It lifts the veil on some of your favorite ghost stories and presents new fables throughout a series of macabre audio dramas. It's also currently funding its third season on Kofi. If you love horror shows, give them a listen, and if you can, support the development of season three. Mark Nixon and David Alt are two of the best creators in horror and personal friends, so it's definitely worth checking out. Follow them at Shadows at Door on Twitter or shadowsatthedoor.com for details and links. All right, shall we do this? Woo! Yeah. So I started, I don't know, I bought the Mass Effect Legendary Edition whenever that came out. And it, it was only like a couple of months ago where I started replaying them all again. So I think I'm, I'm just at, like, I'm right at the end of the third one. And I'm, I'm trapped. I'm, I always do this to myself. Like, I was like, I got to pick all the good options. I want to get the best ending. I want to be the nice guy. I want to whatever. But I, unless I like go into the game being like, I can never, I'm do on purpose going to see what all the bad things are and be a jerk because it, it's just so easy to identify with the characters and be like, oh, that oh, I wouldn't do that. Why do I? Mm-hmm. Are you guys always the good? Do you pick something in the middle oh. of the thing? Are you ever like, if you're playing a game, can you be the, it's a great question. the jerk? You know, 
<laughs> I, I've, I've tried it. I've tried the same way, you know, like I'll, I'll even replay a game that I really like, mm-hmm. like Fallout 3 or something. And I go, okay, you know what? This time I'm going to go zero charisma, 10 strength and zero intelligence. I'm just going to pick this answer and I just get bored of it. I think yeah. I'm going to be mm-hmm. a rock. Yeah, but, but <laughs> you know, and I think for certain people playing a role is fun. And then for certain people like myself, role playing is fun. And like, what I mean by that is I like to put myself into the character. Mm-hmm. It's no different than red. I'm a big dumb idiot. And so is red. And I enjoy that not. because, well, all I mean to say is if someone were like, Hey, here's the character you're going to play tonight for D&D or whatever, and it's going to be this character, and it doesn't really jive with my... Or I have to play it for any amount of time, I get bored real fast. Well, you, you know? I mean, you, like, it's like anything. you got to find that facet of yourself you connect with to, yeah. a, to a character, mm. for sure. And even if I am a big dumb galoot at times, I don't want to think of myself that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can be a real challenge, though. I think just wanting to get all the endings mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. B- but also sacrificing that aspect of yourself where like maybe i don't want to i don't know kill this dog or yeah or whatever it might be asked of you in the game <laughs> the like, dog killing question a, a staple of all modern <laughs> RPGs. <laughs> classic. Classic silent hill ass shit right there <laughs> um, uh like if i'm playing then I always feel like I'm like my brain goes like time time to be a nice person time to be good and to do live the, the nice fantasy thing. of saving the <laughs> do the fantasy of just being morally good um, and then and then but if I'm if I'm running a game if I am your DM you better believe that I'm going to be putting you in situations in which you are just going to be leaving going are we the bad guys That's oh my hard. god what do we do so I play like very morally gray stuff i think just because i get to be like a like a like a horrible malevolent god and then as a as a player i'm like ooh, i just want to be nice huh malevolent what that's hilarious. <laughs> oh no, I said the that's the word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All the bells and whistles go off. One million downloads. The big confetti falls. Jesus fucking yes. Christ, Arthur. You know, it's kind of funny how you put it like that too, and everybody's had a little bit of a different take on it. And the way I take that your question, Rob, is um I like I've tried before to play like a really evil character and make evil decisions and like do things <laughs> opposite to what I would do because I don't think of myself like I, I feel like I'm the farthest thing from evil. Always. And I end up being the good guy for some reason. <laughs> well, no, so I don't know what that but, means. But I like it tugs at me morally and I and I can never like follow through on it. It's less satisfying. It's not that satisfying, but it's also like I don't know. I just like, I'm like, oh, but I wouldn't kill the guy. So why am I? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. just, I feel bad. Like it's a character in a video game. What do I care about killing him? Who cares? If I wanted to be evil, I'd just go play the Sims and just take all the, the <laughs> ladders out of the pools and be a horrifying monster. For everybody in the pool. And we're- <laughs> That's different. That's different. See, because in the Sims, you're anonymous. You're just God. You can yeah. just, you know, people can get angry well, at you, but really you just get to sit behind the screen laughing. But in like a Skyrim, mm-hmm. you know, but it's interesting you say that, Alex. It's the same way. Like I've tried, you know, you come out of Hellguard or whatever, and I know this isn't in the game, but let's say there's like a choice path a path b and i always instinctively choose path a the times i try to choose path b i'll walk 100 feet and go no no this doesn't feel Mm. right because like i'm playing true to the way i would want to do it like there's wiggle room but when it comes to the main strokes especially it's funny like years will go by i'll play a game that i haven't played in a long time and i'll pick a choice thinking it was opposite of what i originally chose and it ends up being the same one anyway i'm like oh no i remember this (laughs) if it's easier to do those kinds of uh anti-moral or morally gray choices when it's less of like a human thing like we were saying with the sims where you yourself are not a person represented in the game so Mm -hmm. the choices that you might make that would damage someone or hurt them it's it's less of a moral quandary for mm-hmm. you and i'm thinking about like you know lemmings the game where you're like well they'll all get squashed or fall to their deaths and Whatever. it's fine it's kind of funny honestly it's, it's like playing sim city and you uh have that moment where you just set the whole place on fire and you're letting you just reload your save and you're like <laughs> yeah like you 
allow a tornado to come and take well, everyone away. It's interesting because like the dark picture anthology games kind of walk that line between you take on a character at times, but at other times you kind of just play the narrator. But I feel like you don't feel bad about a death, but you feel responsible for it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because there's no real right or wrong in that game. But I think that's a good kind of middle line. And that's an interesting question perspective. But my real question is, are there people that play these games? I mean, there obviously are. That play the evil path and just like really lavish that. Like really enjoy the burning it all. It's also that a a different sort of escapist fantasy for sure. Somebody's got to like... Want to there are also like, like people out there that are just not good and... doing people <laughs> probably True. play video games <laughs> let that be their outlet that have no evil people exist in the I'm world. thankfully sure... most of those plot lines just kind of end when you do the kind of wrong you know like... i'm so well, this is where i'm really fascinated like i'm i'm near in the end of of the third mass effect game so it's 140 hours into this wow. but to think about you could do that again the game is just as long but you end up with like half the characters die somewhere in the middle and get replaced. Like I think, I think you would, I would feel less connected to some of these people just because obviously they're different people or whatever. But I'm, it's a, it's a big commitment to play out an experiment like that for sure. Yeah, that's why that's why YouTube videos of the endings, the different endings exist. Well, there you are. <laughs> that's what I always yeah. do when I'm like, hey, what yeah. was the other ending? I remember when Mass Effect 3 ending came out and people all shat on it. I really liked all three of them. I thought they were really good. I feel like it's probably a lot harder to make those poorly advised decisions in a video game because people make amoral choices in real life for real benefit, right? Mm -hmm. But in a video game, when you're making those bad choices, you don't actually get any reward for them like no one is gonna to... give you i don't know money. some people throw real money into into like skins and stuff there's but that's not amoral <laughs> no no it's what just... i mean to say is if you can spend real money on an in-game aesthetic then you clearly have a connection to a game that goes beyond my understanding that's fair that's you know what fair. i mean yeah like if you could take it that far if you're like no i'll definitely spend 30 bucks to look like batman in this game then maybe you do have a motivation that is beside yourself purely for the character you know what i mean well i think the other thing too is that like a lot of video games like the problem is that like you can do the you can do the evil run and be like meh and the little like mustache twirling villain but then then they give you the bad ending and they're like also you're a bad person you should feel bad and i was like well you you gave me the option and then you tell me to go to hell that's what i mean because that shit doesn't happen in real life like bad people don't often get that kind of very black and white comeuppance where people or you know you have to to come to jesus and whatever the fuck unless you believe in <laughs> the bible or whatever come on jesus <laughs> real life right. rarely tells satisfying stories until we go in and part a narrative on it right like it, the art of crafting a story or telling a story is to to be able to say well this was this was good and this is bad or this was this was the point i was trying to make or huh look at this shit if it's a tragedy or something sure. but like you can but in real life you can just own a sweatshop and enslave people and you get rich yeah yeah there no one shows up and is like and you did a bad job and so here's the <laughs> well, bad ending for you no no but, okay, but at but the same to... token you can you can own slaves and become the heroes of a nation who get printed on all the money and everybody celebrates you every year you can be you can be christopher columbus and have a holiday forever because you had a really somebody tell a really great story about you right like the they're, it's crazy. But you can also frame it differently, right? Like that's that's where it gets into how do you want to craft a narrative around the chaotic fullness of events that happened. Well, and I think an important takeaway here is that a lot of end games are described as good, bad, or neutral from like us. But for a lot of the games that I have played that I have walked out of like a bad ending, they're not really like this was the bad ending. Like there are some in Fallout you can like nuke a city early on. But in later Fallout games, most of the time it's just like, in this scenario, you chose this, and here's what happened. In this scenario, you chose this, and here's what happened. And it's like, not like you failed, it's just like, here's the path you took. Like, Dying Light 2 was the last game I played, and at the end, you have a choice to, like, save this girl or save this dude. This dude screwed you over at one point, and this girl screwed you over at one point as well. And it's like, neither is really a good... It's funny, actually, because... 
I guess I got the bad ending, but I didn't realize it until I watched. And this is what I mean that like I googled and YouTube was like, okay, here's the bad ending. I was like, well, that's the one I got. I didn't think it was bad. <laughs> Do it. So I, I don't necessarily blame a lot of the games as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, we're 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 piloting towards the bad ending. Spoiler on Dice Shame when, yeah, when yeah, we all yeah, no, yeah. we're piloting. To, we're going towards the UFO ending. Shout Whoa. out to people who played <laughs> Silent Hill. <laughs> Only 1% of people who have played Storm King's Thunder have gotten the UFO. I'm well, really excited to show you guys where We're in that. the top 1%. Yeah, look up the spoilers <laughs> to make sure we have Anyway, I guess flags, let's right? go to this place called Roswell. <laughs> I'm so excited for it, turn out, for it to turn out to be all controlled by a Shiba Inu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Shall we do it then? Let's yeah. Do it. Let's play to find let's out. Let's play Woo! some Dungeons and Dragons. Don't tell me what to do. Red and Mari, you are, for the time being, alone in this study. You hear the man in the library bravely trying to tell these goo monsters that you guys went upstairs and also about um, tariffs. Mari, keep an eye on them. See if they come in here. God, he's so boring. Red starts pacing and he's like snapping his fingers trying to cast Minor Illusion and obviously it's not working. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I know. But what the hell could cause that? You can't just come to a place and, and do something and cast a spell that shuts all magic off. There's got to be something that they did, some person in control of this. Yeah, there has to be something because well, we weren't casting magic before, but I could still feel it. And now I feel nothing. It's like being in a void. Look, look, the boys have caverns of fuck, fuck, what the fuck his name is. They got him. Why don't you and I try to find the person or the thing that's causing whatever this magic stoppy thing is yeah if we can find the cause of the root of that while they keep cabin safe well well maybe we can give everybody enough time to to properly take a crack at these boys yeah i'm not of much use right now without without any magic this is oh mari don't say that you're, <laughs> wait, you're not watching the door mari turn around watch i'm watching the door i'm watching the door oh sorry uh, yeah no yeah you're, you're, you're lots of you yeah don't but i'm not that. very strong <laughs> She thinks sort of embarrassedly about like trying to like push the the statue and she's Ah, like, don't worry about that. It's great. Okay, look, if you were going to be uh, controlling, you know, something like this, a person or a thing, you know, where would you want to be? Probably the the basement, right? Somewhere where I could stay hidden. But yeah, the basement's probably or up higher. But I, I don't know this. It just it moved through here like a like a wave. Look, the boys went upstairs. We heard that. So yeah. at the very least, if they see something, they can deal with yeah. it. Yeah. Why don't you and I head out to the garden, head back around to the kitchen and head downstairs? I'm pretty sure I saw stairs down there when we ran past. Yeah, sounds good. We can we can see if there's something down there. All right. And Red walks over to a window and like cranks it open. And uh, he just takes a peek outside to the gardens. There are patrols of these dudes outside, walking back and forth. It seems like the grounds are crawling with them. Oozing with them. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of bad guys outside, but don't worry. I'll cast pass without trace, and all we it's have... It's not going What? Red. What? You can't do that. What? You can't, pa- you can't right, cast anything. Right, 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 sorry. You have passed without trace. I didn't mean to step on your toes. You cast just, pass without trace. She's just, she's just and- rubbing her forehead. She's like... We got What's it. wrong? You have another tension headache. I do, yes, but not. <laughs> These always happen when you and I are together. <laughs> oh, right, magic. Right, yes. right, right. Sorry. We have... Wait, pass without traces magic too. Yeah, it all is. It all is. All the good stuff. All right, that's fine. Uh, I, I can do this. And Red sort of just like leans at the window counting. And when a patrol passes, he's like, all right, let's go. And he slinks out the window. Is there anything in the room that Mari could throw like out the window to like distract someone further away? Hundred percent. There's a, an inkwell. There, are, there's a whole bookshelf. There's a, a decorative skull paperweight. Ooh, countless um, little trivial boxes of ornaments. She grabs the the decorative skull paperweight, mm-hmm. um, which I think I like to imagine has like a bunch of pencils jammed in the eye holes. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> sure. Someone's been storing them there, or, or I guess quills. I don't know. Whatever they got. Um, um, she she motions to Red just to wait for a second. Red's already outside. So she's like, and she looks over. She's like, God damn it! And Red's outside, like, God damn it! Where is she? <laughs> and she rears back and she throws as hard as she can this thing out, sort of into the bushes outside the house as one of these patrols comes by. Okay, this you're not good at. I love no. this fucking idea that Red like waits for this patrol to pass. He's like, Let's go. He climbs outside because he's good at stealth and he's waiting. And then this loud fucking object just <laughs> smashes like twelve feet away from him. And he's like, 
what are you doing? And he climbs back inside. Well, Mari, I want to find out how good you did at your throw because that's a strength skill. I really hope it like hits a tree like five feet from where I'm trying to hide. Let's make a quick athletics check for me. Mari is is the least cool member of this party right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I rolled a 14. Okay, oh, okay, not bad. not bad. So it goes into the, the middle bushes, not the far ones, but not the ones that Red is directly And like the two in. patrols that I was waiting between both turn back towards me, and I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm, fuck. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just lie flat in the bush beneath the window. Vague murmuring of these guards interested in the bush for a minute. One of them picks up the skull and is like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it takes a second before they depart again. He's trying to distract them. Red pops back up and says, You don't distract the patrols. You just wait till they pass. Because a noise means we're out here. You just stay quiet. We didn't need a noise. This worked the first time we met. And then because you're making so much noise, like another patrol comes God by. Damn it. He goes back down. <laughs> back upstairs with Jack and Doran. Doran, they're fucking this whole thing up. We're Tell them how we work for the lurker in the deep and they're... Too early. We had You're this. You're saying that to me as I'm helping you up from the ground. And I say, well, you tell them. They're not going to believe me. You're the one with the axe. So the th- three of them have left the room with Cabin already. And you hear them going back downstairs. Yes. And there's one still in the room kind of like guarding over you and watching as you guys write each other and, and start garbling about this. Doran, with back straight and a lot of pride, stands up and walks out of the room just passing the goblin he says what the hell do you think you guys are doing yelling at the three that are carrying cabin down the stairs yeah they don't stop and the other guy who's in the room he just like punches you in the back of the head and he's like get back in there oh fuck it's taking everything of me to not chop these guys in half (laughs) so doran he gets punched in the back of the head and he turns around he Pulls the goopy monster straight to his face. He says, do you realize what you're doing? You're fucking it up for all of us. Roll an intimidation check. Oh, okay. Shitty. 11. Doran, you see in his eyes that he doesn't give a shit. And a big gob of mucus just drips onto your face from how close this guy is being held to you. And he puts both of his hands against your chest and he tries to push you away. But you're such a strong boy that he really struggles about it. Jack, you see Mari and Red sneaking through some bushes <laughs> outside. You see that there's like patrols and and Red and Mari are like doing that video game thing where they're like hiding and then waiting exactly. and hiding again. Right. And arguing. <laughs> you can't hear what they're saying, but you just see Red being like, fuck's sake. Jack goes over and, and tries to slide a window open and maybe toss down you know, something off the dresser right by them to get them to look up without, like, shouting. And another skull smashes and Red just goes, What the fuck are you doing? When we get back, we are having a stealth I, argument about when and when not to use distractions. I did not use a skull this time. It's Jack's little precious face in a second floor window. Jack, it's a sheer drop. You don't think you'd be able to make it. I, no, I, I just want to give them the knowing glances and say, They got cabin downstairs. Oh, that, that glance is not good. What? They're taking him downstairs. What's the effective range of the glances? <laughs> Mario's squinting at him. Just 30 like, foot. I don't have my glasses. What is he saying? They got cabin. <laughs> he's not saying anything. He's, he's just giving a knowing glance. He said something about the woods. Just meaningful glances. He said something about, uh, I don't know, some, some cottage. Something about or something? a camp? I don't know. We're going. We're yeah. going to a cottage. <laughs> we're, going to a <laughs> we're going to find the thing that's causing no magic. You deal with cabin. Look in the window right beside you. Um, they look in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we see cabin being dragged, and we're like, "Cool, you get him back. Yeah, we'll get the thing that's causing the magic. This is on you. Fine." <laughs> Good luck! <laughs> Meanwhile, Doran, how does this altercation end between you and Mr. Goo? Yeah, well, Doran loses his temper and he's like, You really pissed me off! And he, Doran like launches and punches him right in the face. It, uh, it knocks him back a few steps and he kind of shakes it off and he like scrubs a hand across where he broke his goo nose. And you see there's like 
disgusting oh, blood yeah. dripping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's like fury in his eyes and he takes a couple steps towards you. He's ready to go. But in that moment where he's stunned and pushed back, that gives me just enough time to grab my axe off my back. And I say, you ready for this orc splitter? And she doesn't answer you. I said, are you ready for it? Oh, fuck it. And Doran attacks. <laughs> Doran pulls his axe back and slices through this like a hot knife through jello, which I've never done, but I'm sure it would work fine. I'm yeah. sure it smells great also. Spilling jelly guts all over the floor and uh, causing the monster to squeal and scream in uh, painful exuberance. Gross. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Noise. I assume. And the Alex is a... F- Swiss rules. <laughs> right. There's always a sound effect, Alex. <laughs> you get one. And now I'm now I tap out cool. again. Jack, you see Doran dispatch your lone guard in the room, and the two of you are are by yourselves now. Yeah, I think Jack's gonna sneak up to the door and peek out to see if he can get any eyes on Zethundric. Yeah, he's gone. Doran like pushes you out the door. Just go. They're already taking him. Listen, I, I, I cracked that door open. It looks like a patio over there. Why don't you go out that door and take a peek? Yeah, I don't think we can take three of them. So let's go peek out the other door and see what's out there. You look through this shattered, destroyed, gorgeous piece of woodworking. And you see that outside there is a... A lovely little sitting area. There's mm. uh, a table and some benches and some potted plants out here. And you have a great vantage point of Red and Mari regaining access to the manor downstairs. I'm just saying you don't need to throw anything because they didn't know we were out here. I'm sorry. I was just trying. No, it's okay. I was like, it worked the first time. It, how do you think I was hey. almost got you out of that thing that you were in when we met? Well, that was important because they were looking at me. That's when you throw it. because, Like, it doesn't matter. You tried <laughs> and that's what's important. While they're outside, Mari sort of is trying to see if she can do any sort of magic. No, it's not working. There's something very powerful that is governing all the magic use on this property, it seems. It's okay. We'll get to the bottom of it. I'm sure Jack feels very impotent. Let's be thoughtful of that when we see him again. Poor flaccid magic user. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what, the wand just flops over? Yeah. Like a, oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> like a true magician's wand. Oh, wand. the magic's and it's gone. Like really small. Yeah. It's oh. bigger when the magic is it's working. A, the orb <laughs> deflates like a it's balloon. It's a grower, not a shower. Honey, I swear, um, I swear, it's normally not like this. Normally it works. It's just really cold. <laughs> Pass me my blue pills. Yeah, yeah you you like pull out your dagger and you tap it on something and like no f- no flowers. no petals, no petals nothing she just, it, it makes her it, it just kind of bums her out she's like oh my cool dagger it's okay <laughs> it's still cool yeah all right I think this is the kitchen and red stealths in yeah you open what essentially amounts to a patio door to find two people. They're just like in a shadowy corner at this bistro table. It's kind of like a sitting room in here. And they're just like wildly making out. I don't even think they've noticed what's going on. I don't think they know. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, good power to them. Yeah. what they're, they're doing that. They're doing that terrible trope where like people are like, someone's coming. Quick, kiss me. And they've just been doing that whenever anyone comes in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they yeah, like, yeah. And, and they like, found that there was actually some chemistry there. Yeah. yeah. They're like, Ooh, quick, actually. somebody else is coming. Let's, let's just do it. Let's have sex. Let's just kiss let's again. Just absolutely kiss. It worked I for think, us last I think we, time. I think we stumbled across something. I, are they kissing right now? Yes. Do they know there's people breaking in? I, I don't. I don't know, but I don't. I don't really want to disturb them. Should we interrupt them? Uh, maybe just. Maybe just let them have this moment. We only have. We yeah. have. We have so few. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's Paul. Nice. Oh, you're the best kisser in this half of the realm. Oh. Oh, Patrice. Oh. Oh. Well, I think we should keep moving. Spicy. Yeah, let's keep going. This is this. This room's yeah, a little okay. steamy. As you re-enter uh, the hallway and the dining room now is to yourself again, you hear like just a lot of commotion. There's some screaming. There's a couple of, it sounds like a couple of people are maybe fighting or running around upstairs. It's hard to really know what's going on. So from kind of all the rooms around you, you're hearing a lot of commotion. But right now the hallway is very dark and quiet. There's actually a slick of blood seeping into the carpet on one side. <gasps> Shit. Uh-oh. All right. Stick to the shadows. Yeah. And red like, do, 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 uh. do. 
<laughs> and like hides halfway through the hall and uh-huh. then like waves Mari forward. Yeah, she just tries to quietly like pad along on the floors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's uh, she she's kicked off her practical heels and has just been moving barefoot at this point. <laughs> nice. nice. They're just gonna click, and she's like, nope. Can't have that. No, no. Even in a thick pile of carpet like this, oh, it's, it's still distinct. It feels so nice, though. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah, especially her... after the snow. You're standing yeah. in a lot of blood right now. Oh, oh, god, mm. squishy. Red, like there's this. I imagine there's this vase with like these tall sticks in it. You mm-hmm. know, like bamboo shoots or whatever. Sure. And he just looks at one and he like takes one. And he like tries to bend it, and he just puts it kind of in, in his back. He's like. I think I'll just make myself a bow. I'll collect it as we go. Mari, Mari also takes one, but she spins it because she's not that bad with the staff. She's okay with one. I could have done that. How showy. <laughs> I mean, who are you trying to impress? It's just me. She taps him on the head and she just, she goes, mostly just you. Fine. Well, I could spin it too. And Red tries to spin it and he drops it. Shut up. <laughs> All right, we should keep moving. Red heads to the door on the end, and he listens at it for a second before opening a, a crack and looking in. You open the door a crack to reveal what looks like some kind of servants' quarters. There's people who are of like a low rank, probably eat a meal here. There are some hooks by an outside-facing door. So this is like a servant's entrance, basically. And there are a couple of other doors that lead north and south of here. Yeah, Red enters... Mari follows. And Red just shuts the door. She goes to one of the doors and just puts an ear against it to see if she can hear anything against it on the north door. You do. You hear you hear a, a goo guy and another goo guy fighting about something. They're like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, you suck. They're fighting about um, Descartes. <laughs> <laughs> just because you took one college course doesn't mean you get to... <laughs> They're fighting about what exactly was on the wall of Plato's cave. No, it's... a big sphere like a globe not <laughs> flat you just need more ginseng root in your diet <laughs> you just gotta think positive you can bring in anything you want into your yeah. life just think positive have you read this book called the secret oh, everyone's <laughs> depressed now you're just faking it for attention it's seasonal adjustment disorder i promise hun you're gonna be feeling right as rain in a couple of days what do you hear mary uh, I think one of them's trying to manifest something, but I mostly just his dreams. <gasps> like a demon or something? No, I think just Let's his... Let's fuck him up! Just a, no, no. She puts her hand against him and goes, no, I think he just I think he just wants to go back to college. Hey, we should get in there and question one of them. Maybe they know what the hell's going on. Well, there's two of them. So we kill one and we question the other. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, no? Kill both? Uh, no, we should talk to one of them at least. But Okay, you pick, all right? All right. And Red kicks open the door. And he stands there and he goes, which one, Mary? What are they wearing? Um, one of them, <laughs> one of them is totally naked. Uh, huh. Most of his features are sort of rounded off Blech. and uh, melty. Um, the other one's got like a little sports jacket on on top um, and like maybe kind of bikini shorts. <laughs> which one, Mary? Oh, God. She just goes, oh, ugh, the nude one. All right. And I kill the other one. Whoa. <laughs> I just like javelin you... the like the bamboo just goes straight through the thing's fucking head and like the ooze comes out the other end of the bamboo as mm-hmm. it like sinks in the wall behind it just goes Wait, did you mean kill or save the other one? Oh, it doesn't matter anymore. And she runs over and she kicks the the other one in the chest, just like mm. gives him a big boot and then um if he as he reels back, she points the bamboo that she's holding or the the reed or whatever it is that she's holding up against the tip of his nose. She's like, Red, I feel like you have some questions to ask this guy. Doran and Jack. Jack's scanning the, the, any any party can see outside here to see if there's any carriages or if they have a clear like getaway plan. Standing on the balcony on this uh, patio. Yeah. It's so strange, Jack. You see these patterns of these mutant invaders their tracks through the snow you can calculate that they've been planning this for quite some time right it seems very precise you can see the places where they broke into the properties from the gated perimeter all of these Mm -hmm. entrance points were used but there doesn't seem to be any kind of escape vehicles waiting here's my thought doran they've come in from the outside but these creatures are sewer monsters start to finish if we're going to beat them to the place they're taking cabin, we got to find where where it all flows downhill. 
So they're going underground. Okay. Well. Is there another way in from standing on this balcony? Is there another window? Is there a... Yeah. So there's another window on the balcony that leads into another room. And uh, you could definitely break in if you wanted to. Otherwise, you're going to be walking around on the roof. Mm. Jack goes... And just as he's about to like put his fingers on the bottom and heave up, he says, Doran, this one's on you, and steps away and makes room. <laughs> no, Jack, check if it's locked first. This is this is a this is a test. I, I know. <laughs> uh yeah, Jack tries to lift it sensitively. It opens. Ah, nice. See? Uh, and I almost threw myself through it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's inside? Uh yeah, you're looking into another dark bedroom. This bedroom is not terribly well appointed nor is it shabby probably a guest room um, that's rarely used there's a double bed and two single beds um, an armchair you hear the sounds of arguing from uh, goo monsters and guests of the manor probably coming from the the main room that's sort of out towards the center of the manor but the room that you're looking into right now is quiet they got to dump the chamber pot somewhere, Doran. We just got to find it and figure out how they're going to get back into the sewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as Doran's moving his way through the room, he's like mumbling to himself. He's like, I still don't understand why people keep separating all these beds. It just so, seems so awkward to me. <laughs> <laughs> and he moves across the room and he pokes his head out of this, this door, just opens it a crack, mm-hmm. just to see if the hallway's clear. Make a stealth check, Doran. It's going to be a 16. Oh, Doran. You crack the door open to reveal a long hallway at the end of which you see many doors leading north and south. This seems to be probably the guest wing. And there is a a guard here, one of these goo creatures, but his back is to you and he's kind of just waiting at a closed door mm. that would lead back into this main stairway area. Hmm. There's a guard out there. Um, what do you say you lure him in here and I'll just chop his head off as soon as he pokes his head in the door? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Squeal let's... like a child, Jack. Look. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Hello. <yeah>. Hello. <laughs> like, a, like a Bugs Bunny-esque thing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. Help me. Uh, Jack sticks his head around the door, and he's holding his wand in his hand, and, and he says, uh, do you know who I can talk to? This thing seems broken. The guard, like, whirls around and cocks his head. And then he ducks back in the way and, like, cues him up for Doran when he runs mm-hmm, through. Mm-hmm. Two seconds later, the guard just walks through the doorway. Yeah, Doran just like chops a head off as he comes through the door. Thank goodness it was the monster <laughs> and not Elmer Fudd. <laughs> <laughs> the the axe raises like this wild goose egg from atop his head. He stumbles back. Bluebirds go around and uh, he keels over. Um, stiff as a board. You guys are alone in the hallway. What do you do next? Um. What? Well, let's go through. Well, the, I mean, the, there's got to be a quick access downstairs through mm-hmm. through this way. Yeah. Do you just go through and open doors until you find something likely? Yeah. I'm, don't servants' corners usually have like... There a, should be a back stair down. Back there stairs? should be a servants' entrance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's just keep kind of poke our heads in these doors. Yeah, one of them's, one of them's got to lead down. Mm-hmm. As you do, you reveal a number of other living quarters. And then finally, the last door you open reveals a dark staircase that heads down. Uh-huh. You're right, Jack. Back to the interrogation. So you're telling me that this book tells you that thoughts can manifest good things in your life? It's a really good read, is what I'm trying to say. I don't like reading. Oh, my God. Where swings over and she, like, she wraps red in the head and then she turns back over to this goo monster man and pushes hard against his chest she's her foot's still against him she's just been holding him there against there with her with her like like with her leg up right, for this whole time. and she goes you just have to believe in what you need you know what and i need to believe come- in right now what happened to all the magic what did you do <laughs> it's all part of the plan 
What's the what plan? plan? Is this part of the novel too? No, I mean, that's a whole different book. Uh, the plan. <laughs> but it follows the secret. <laughs> that's right. It's it's very good. It's on um, Oprah's magical book club. I got nothing. It's It's already too late for you guys. This is all happening perfectly, exactly as it was supposed to. What? Shut up. Where's the magic dispelling thing? When Shmurri moves her foot down and then she just presses against his <laughs> neck with his with her with her hand. She's just she's furious because she just wants her goddamn magic back. What did you do? And where is whatever it is whatever you used to cause this magic dispelling thing to happen? Okay, okay, listen. It's 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 already too late for you guys. Ah, uh, you keep you saying say that. It. Just tell us where the fuck it is. <laughs> it's in the dining room. You've been looking at it all evening. Is it? The- it's the ice sculpture. <gasps> and he sort of starts laughing to himself. That like sick, half dead orc cackle. Like, <laughs> I knew I was right to try to push that over. It would have been so cool too. I knew you were right too. <laughs> <sighs> all right. And he's Thank like, you. "We're good though, right?" Oh, now? right. Red kills him. Oh, no. <laughs> Just like kicks his face in. <laughs> Uh, Squish. His foot like goes into the guy's head and it just like. After he I'm, gave I'm you a personal recommendation? <laughs> Come on. I don't read. Red <laughs> takes his pole out of the other guy's head. That's All right. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think those books work, anyways. I mean, like, it's the kind of thing where, like, I understand wanting to manifest your oh, best thing, but, bullshit. like, yeah, but, like. It's pseudoscience. It is. So, Nonsense, you know. Really. Look, Doran reads them. So, what does that tell you? Can Doran read? He looks at the pictures. Okay, that makes more sense. Red heads back out to the main room, and he puts his ear to the door that they entered through. We might need to find another way back to the dining room. Yeah. And he listens. And we've got to find a way to destroy that, because that thing is big yeah. and heavy. As you listen in the hallway, you can hear sounds of people moving around directly on the other side of the door. Mm, I don't feel good about that. Let's head south. And Red opens the door to the south. Red, you open the door to reveal a poorly lit series of hallways and doorways. This is a rabbit warren that speaks to the presence of servants' quarters for sure. Yes, this seems safer. Mario follows him. Shh, I hear someone around the corner. Yeah, quiet, quiet. I hear them too. I hear someone. Mary, shh. And Red like hides up against the wall. They're coming this way. Get ready to swing the axe. Whatever the fuck comes around this corner, I am going to fucking kill it. (laughs) (laughs) Mari hears that they're whispering their names. And she's like, Jack? Doran? Mari? Red? Wait, give me this. This could be our only chance to take him out. What? No, no, it's fine. It's Jack and Doran over there. Yeah, but he's got no magic. Wait, what? Okay, on three. Jack, right. <laughs> wait, 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 Jack. Oh, you're saying it's Jack there? Yeah. Oh, I'm right. It's, yeah. it's Jack and Doran over there. Yeah, I think it's Mari and Red over there. Yeah, but like, like if we ever wanted a chance. I mean, yeah, it's true. I, I, I'm, fi- of course, we I'm joking. We finally I'm take joking. them down. Are you joking? Are you joking? Because I'm joking. I, Are you telling the truth right now? Uh, I wouldn't kill Jack. I totally wouldn't kill Jack. No, I think I owe him after no. last time, so I wouldn't kill yeah, him. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we do. We, we come around the corner and we see each other. <laughs> Hey. Friendly, come and throw. You friendly? Yeah. They're taking Zisendrick to the sewers, we think. We gotta find the way out the bottom of this what, place. What, you were supposed to be in charge of Cabin yeah. Zisendrick. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it is what it is. What are you guys doing? Hey, we found the thing that's causing the magic to dispel. Oh, where is it? It's the ice sculpture. It's that big, horrible ice sculpture. At least I broke a finger off of it. I feel better. It's great you know where that. it's the ice sculpture, but we got to cut them off before they get to the sewers. We've seen what these guys can do once they're in there. They'll get away from us. We got to get Cabin first. Do you think first. they're going to kill Cabin? I don't know what they're going to do, but it, wherever they're taking him, probably to that thing. I don't want to visit it again, so let's get him here before he goes into the sewers. You hear a man's scream echo from somewhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Oh my god! <laughs> they really They're torturing him. him. <laughs> we gotta go. They filled him with goo. I don't know who's being tortured, us or them. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, shit's getting dire. All right, let's go. And Red uh, runs around the corner and throws open a door to see a set of stairs leading mm-hmm. down. Follow the scream. Mm-hmm. Look, we don't have uh, any of our skills or our magic, so uh, Doran, you go first. <laughs> okay, but we'll stay quiet. Clonk, 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 wink, <laughs> wink. 
Stop saying wink when you wink. It's so loud. Doran, as you lead the way down into the darkness, you are greeted by something oh, that may... <laughs> uh, you're greeted by something that may horrify, delight, and surprise you. Disappoint. Arouse. Doran, you are greeted by the most beautiful wine cellar uh, that you have ever seen. Beyond which there are several doors that are flung open, and you hear the sound of screaming coming from deeper within. My God, they've got a 125-year-old bottle of Shazui. Oh, my God. Look at this. Darren, someone's being tortured in the next room. Right, right. Just grab a bottle of wine. Well, I don't have anywhere to put it right now. You, That bag of holding is... Jack grabs a bottle and just kind of shrugs improvised weapon. Hey, why not, right? Yeah, I'm going to need two. Red grabs two. <laughs> <laughs> Mario just takes a big swig out of one and just smashes it on the ground. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's ready to fucking go. She's ready to go. Let's do this. As you move forward into the darkness, past the open doorways, you see that there is this well carved in stone in this basement room. Well, uh, well, probably well. an <laughs> opening into the cellars below. These ooze soldiers have cabin. He's on his knees and they have his hands behind his back and they have his head pressed up against this sewer grate beside the well. And you see these goo tendrils Mm. that are reaching up out of the sewer and they've wrapped themselves entirely around his head and he's screaming through these like these muffled goopy tendrils hey ugly and red chucks his fucking javelin at the head of the thing holding him down one of these creatures heads just explodes as you skewer it and then everything springs into action all at once cabin is still laying there getting his brain sucked but these other creatures launch at you look a distraction and he runs in trying to slash the tentacles below his head. Uh, I, I mean below Ooh. as in I picture him hanging over. So not his neck, but like above to his head. So, so you're not cutting wall. his head Generally off. avoiding yes. the, the man. Avoiding the man's head. So <laughs> Surgically removing oh, cabin from the tentacles. Right. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were just going for all of it. Trying not to no. slash the tender man flesh underneath so much as yeah. just, yes. So Doran blazes in trying to uh, cut the tentacles that are holding the head of Cabin. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his last name. Jack, you recognize these tentacles as belonging to the creature that had almost taken your life. And you hear a voice in your head. Ah, Johan Ifebin Page. Without the powers of your ring, you are as susceptible as any. And yet I have use for you. Or did you think I would let you pass freely from my lair, clinging to life? And as Doran charges in and slashes at the tentacles, it falls away and splashes into the sewer underneath. You hear it resonating in your head. You will lead me straight to them. It is your greatest your overestimation of your own powers, and even more ridiculous, the love for your friends. Jack, what? Come on, we gotta get in there. It's in my head. Red and Doran are like slashing at these guards, and like Mari and Jack are just having kind of a moment. Come on, everyone, don't worry about it, it's fun! <laughs> Mari looks at him and she goes, we'll discuss this later, and she runs over and she just just bodies one of these guards just un ungracefully oh, just yeah. just slams herself into one Jack's senses come back to him the next second too and he's expertly tossing one of these you know champagne bottle at the head of one that cork comes out and it you know flies around the room afterwards yeah everyone is showered in a fine mist of champagne and ooze blood this is glorious yeah red smashes a bottle and stabs something in the face with yeah. it yeah it's like trying to punch at you and then just weakly bleh, yeah. falls. he stabs it in the forehead and then like it starts going and he unscrews the cap and all the goo starts pouring out of the broken bottle yeah. <laughs> Mari, Mari grabs cabin and pulls him up and tries mm. to pull him back over towards the door 
Yeah, he gratefully just clings to you. He's a dead weight, but you see life in his eyes. All right, come on, buddy. Let's just get you out of here. Let's just let's just get out of here as fast as we can. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Who? Let's go smash that that ice sculpture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys like dispatch all these guys. The the tentacle creature floats off down the sewer and the four of you plus cabin return to the main level where you still hear some chaos happening in the dining hall. Yeah, I like put cabin over my shoulders like a limp body because he can't he's like unconscious, right? He's conscious, but he's very weak. Okay, yeah, I throw him over my shoulders like a sack of potatoes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're like fireman carrying him. Yeah. And because you're so short, his like feet and his hands are dragging on the ground. Still <laughs> yeah, effective. and as we go up the stairs, like gong gong. <laughs> well, he's like <laughs> hitting the walls every time. <laughs> exactly. He has exactly. like 15 head injuries by the time we get to the top of the stairs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you bust open the doors, and you see just like noble like women and men just like crying and hiding there's obviously been some kind of attempt at like uh, a a stand being made that had been quashed and like shit went down in here both of the tables are over on their sides yeah it's it's a whole thing you deal with that thing i'm going to get my bag back and red just bursts in the door and heads to the front hall Mm -hmm. on three let's flip the table with the ice sculpture uh i think we're going to need some help because that thing weighs a ton Mari storms into the middle of the room and she's she's streaked with goo and with all this stuff, but she's got this look of fury on her face because she does not want to be in this state where she cannot find that magic. It is just, it's awoken something in her. She doesn't like being there. She turns to the people in the room who are hiding and she just goes, there are more of us in this room than there are of them. And she points at these goo men who are there. And she goes, the thing that is causing the problem is that. And she points to that and she goes, this night has been ruined. This night has been destroyed. And if you want to bring it back, if you want to prove yourselves in this moment and show your strengths, then you will help me destroy this thing. She uh, points over at the sculpture. Yeah. Flip the table. Dorn takes his axe and starts to kind of help the crowd by slicing and dicing some of these gobbly ghouls. You know, excellent. Kind of yeah, getting in there. Doran is working interference. Mari, you whip up the crowd. There's a couple of members of House Erlev. I don't know if you remember, but back hours ago when you entered the party with these like mix of dragonborn and human noble family that like originally had to sacrifice their weapons. So there's like a half copper dragonborn and a, a burly looking woman and two of them like look at each other and nod and they both grab one side of the table and they just flip it and you see the ice sculpture just like slide off of the table and with a heavy crack it hits the floor and it splits open and inside there is this multicolored shell this true snail shell inside and it seems to be probably a relative of the flail snail uh, whose shell is known to have anti-magic properties and it had been disguised in this ice sculpture the whole fucking time smash the shell you heard the man smash the shell someone just like picks up a fucking carving knife and and runs over and just starts like hacking at it. Escar gone. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and as soon as it chips a piece off, this rolling wave of static electricity just hits everyone like a shock wave. And the music restarts and the magical illumination in the chandeliers resets. Doran, your illusory form flickers back into life. And once again, you have become everyone's favorite idiot. Chandri Knowles. Chandri Knowles the second. And there's like this and axe you... at his like waist that's being swung somehow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. A red, did you leave during all of this? Yeah, red's in the front hall. And I figured he like kind of walks back in through the swinging double doors with his bow and arrow. And he's like, 
huh, good job. And you see like the doors swing open and swing shut. And you just see from the front hall what he's been doing. And there's like 17 dead goop things <laughs> all with arrows yeah. like stuck in them. They're like, just you just see the carnage of the front hall. And he's like, I, I killed a few in the front. Got my rage out. It feels better now. Cabin, are you still with us? Cabin regains his footing shakily. He has his disguise on again. You recognize him as one of the party goers from earlier, a uh, younger blonde man with a, a towering stature. And he he nods at each of you and he says, thank you so much for your help this evening. I, I, I don't know what I would have done without you. Hey, no problem, but... Uh... But I think we got some questions for you, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah, what the hell's going on? Why Why did these people want you? We can speak in private, please. I, I don't want my business being aired in public, if you don't mind. Uh, f- follow me. And he opens the side door to this uh, music room, to the study. This guy better have some good answers. He leads you in as the door closes and the four of you file in cabin sits down on this recliner in the middle of the room he spreads his arms wide and he says all right what what questions do you have for me look we chased you around and and found a lot out about something that's looking for you what the hell's going on what did that thing ask you it's not just this party there were people for the last couple of days who've been tortured in your stead by that monster so yeah people people died because something needed to find you. Why did it want to speak to you? He just shakes his head and looks down. You can't tell for a minute if he's embarrassed or sad or, or what. And then when he looks back up, you can see he's fucking smiling. Wide from ear to ear. And he lifts his right hand. And he snaps his fingers and in a puff of black smoke he disappears oh no he's on fire uh. <laughs> oh, come on <laughs> Once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters Alexander, Artistic Witch, Brian Blass, Brianna Weber, Michael Weber, Brain Marie, Christopher, Colin Burkhart, Creature, Cytosine, Daniel, Elizabeth H, Glory, Doug, Kirsten Wolf, Haley, Heather Nichols, KR, Lars Lasagna, Leader J, Lorelei Feldman, Last Ruth on the Left, Lost with Two Faces, Marimo, Melissa, Moss, Matilda Rushing, Matt Woodbury, Merlin, Michelle Kahn, Tama Konatsa, Reagan, Shadowhaven, Sky, Terra, Tony Pepperoni, Trapper939, and Tyler Fowler. Woo! Thank you so much! Oh. Do you realize what you're doing? You're fucking it up for all of us. That's like the first time Doran's sworn. And uh, and I'd like to roll a deception. <laughs> Absolutely not. Huh? We're all the time. The goopy vest is like one of those like kombucha scobies. It just feels Ew. No. <laughs> That's disgusting, just Alex. Sheds. Thank you. Do you have inspiration because I'm taking it away from no. What? No. <laughs> Get inspiration. Even I don't have that power. <laughs> I can't believe you got goo on me. You realize how often I don't get goo on me? No. <laughs> he always gets goo on him. I, I just bathed. Constantly. I just bathed. You know Apparently, what? Apparently, I just bathed. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.